Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. You're listening to the Sherlock's podcast, your guide to a more stylish life. Hello and welcome to the Sherlock's Success Stories podcast. I'm Judy Corridge Cole, Sherlock's founder and CEO. And I am thrilled today to be joined by the co-founder of Trip, Olivia Ferdy. Trip, you will know it, I'm sure. But if you don't, it's the UK's fastest growing soft drinks brand. Just four years after launching, Trip has come a long way. The brand has grown 522% in the last year alone and has a market share of over 88% in CBD drinks. Their drinks have not only won countless awards, but they've also been described as the glossier of the CBD world by (laughs) Days Magazine, sold in 20,000 of the most prestigious bars, restaurants and shops worldwide, including Soho House, Selfridges and Harrods. Trip is practically the definition of an overnight success story. Well, as close (laughs) as I know. Today, uh, we are here to discover the story behind the brand, how you make it work, what's next, Mm, mm. the CBD. Olivia, welcome. Thank you for having me. So Um, excited to be here. Well, likewise, we're both sitting here with a can (laughs) of trip. I'm going to open mine now. I've got the peach and ginger. Mm. What have you got, the pink one? I've got elderflower mint. This is my kind of Mm. go-to any time of day. Very light, very refreshing, very botanical. This one's really good. Mm. I love ginger in a drink. But let's talk a bit more about the drinks, the effect. Mm, yeah. How often you drink them? Because that fascinates mm. me. In fact, Eloise, who is recording this podcast, just said that her <laughs> mother-in-law drinks a can of Trip every night before she goes to bed. Mm. So there we go. Love that. Um, can you start off by telling us a bit about you and your life before Trip? Yeah, almost hard to remember. Very, very, very different. Before this, I had a pretty kind of conservative, stable career working as a lawyer. So I after university, went to law school, if anyone has any friends. I was at Cambridge, where I met my husband and co-founder, Daniel. And then after that law school, loved the idea of kind of completely postponing any big career decisions. You have a lot of law firms that come to uni and are like, they have all the good money, all the good parties. (laughs) And they say, we'll pay you to study for four more years. You don't have to worry about a thing. I'm like, yes, sounds great. Three hours of contact time a day, I'll take that. So I went to law school, had a great time. That was super fun. Went to join a corporate firm in the city, Allen & Overy, one of these big traditional magic circle firms, great training. And then quite quickly moved to be a lawyer for Farfetch, the fashion tech company, which was completely different, but super exciting to be immersed in an area I actually really enjoyed for the first time, like fashion and tech. I was going to say, were you so into different. fashion? Oh yeah, I love it. And you know, when you talk about law, particularly in sort of traditional law firms, it's corporates and contracts and M&A and kind of big banks and things. And to be in a room doing something contractual or or legal with the Met Gala or a Gucci or, you know, bespoke collaboration or a campaign video. I was like, this is the best thing ever, yeah. Our marketing director was just saying the other day, you know, don't think a career in fashion is having to be a designer and earning new money. You know, there are ways to combine commerce and and fashion. Yeah, yeah, I really recommend kind of being quite open-minded about how you can potentially, if you're if you're lucky enough, include things you're interested in in a more traditional mm. career. 
Um, so I was loving it, very, very happy, you know, had almost 10 years of a career in law and then very unexpectedly had this personal experience with my husband around CBD and it wasn't exactly overnight, but it, it feels like that just left our careers and and can you elaborate trip. on of course, that experience? Yeah. It is a bit bonkers. and it's, it's I, only, I read this personal experience. And really? I mean, it's only in interviews like this that I am constantly reminded of. That was kind of crazy and so on me. I, I, I definitely wouldn't say I'm entrepreneurial in original spirit. I am now by definition, but I didn't grow up, you know, those people that say, oh, I just constantly had those ideas that were rolling around my head and talking about them and had loads of other interests for me loved being told what to do, loved working for someone else, very right. comfortable in my conservative career. But it was about five years ago, just before we got married, we were getting married in Florence in Italy, seven weeks before my husband, Dan, had an accident, Sunday football, hung over, tore his ACL, broke his leg. Oh, it's the worst, your ACL. Yeah, seven weeks before the wedding, had to have knee surgery, off work, lying down, ice machine, the whole thing, if you know anyone that's had this very painful injury. I, I, I several, I've got brothers, Ski, and it tennis, often happens. all the sport, things. Yeah, all these yeah. things. You know, we were desperately trying to find something to help his recovery and very painful. He wasn't sleeping. And his brother, who was based in New York, was like loads of athletes talk about this thing called CBD. Just give it a go. It might help. And it was amazing. He took it on the injury and in pill form. And it basically massively reduced his pain, his swelling, which meant he could sleep. And that sleep was really, really vital to the recovery. So seven weeks later, even though he was told you're not going to be able to get tuxedo trousers on and oh you're gonna have God. braces and crutches and you're gonna walk down the aisle he was not only walking but dancing all weekend long he's wow. also irish lebanese so it was very like lively wedding <laughs> we were blown away we could not and believe can it. i ask you what format was he taking the cbd and what so brand and yeah so it was it? from the state so we couldn't this is 2018 so no one was talking about it not even in like wellness circles had to go online to get it shipped over from the states so you can get a balm which is topical so you can actually put it on your skin there's a lot of cbd in skincare and it is absorbed through the cells in your skin so that helps particularly in a local area that might be causing you discomfort. A lot of people might do it like lower back or something after gym or a workout. And then he was also taking pills. Right. So you can just get CBD concentrate in pills. Even then we were a little bit nervous around like quality and especially because in the US, THC is, is legal in some places. So you've got to kind of make sure you're buying the right thing that doesn't have any psychoactive impact. So taking quite strong stuff for the seven weeks. We didn't know anything about CBD if we backtracked Can you, though. and we've done a few interviews before. I was telling you that I'd interviewed Chanel McCoy, yes, the founder yes. of Purist, and, and most recently, Dom Daly the and George guys, Cruz. Yeah, yeah lovely. And, four, five. and I remember Chanel saying that the CBD market is bigger than the vitamin C and D market combined. Yeah. And yet, a few years ago, only 10% of the UK population had tried with taking yep. CBD and that the innovation that is going into CBD yeah. via the big farmers is just crazy mm, like mm. and actually I was an event last night at Harvey Nichols mm. doing a panel with their beauty team and the director Claire was saying it is the biggest trend in skincare now mm. and I said and, and she agreed I think in 20 years we'll look back and we won't remember what life was like without CBD mm. it is here to stay mm. it's not a whim it's not dangerous yeah can you for people who are listening and yeah. you said THC can you just explain exactly yes what it is yes so CBD stands for cannabidiol. It's a molecule. It's extracted from the hemp plant. Hemp is part of the cannabis family. There's different types of cannabis plants and hemp plants. CBD is non-psychoactive, so it doesn't make you high. You can find THC in hemp plants, 
but that bit's not legal here in the UK. It can be legal in other countries, and that's the bit that has a psychoactive effect. So CBD has none of that psychoactive effect, but what it can do, basically in your body, you have something called, this is maybe a bit technical, but the ECS or the endocannabinoid system. Yep. So it's something in your body, which is kind of like a central nervous system that helps regulate your sleep, your appetite, your mood. In a, in a word, your balance, how you're feeling. Sometimes you can feel out of balance or not yourself if you feel physical strain, mental stress, tension in any sense of the word. And actually that molecule CBD speaks to the ECS system. Yes, and, it's like um, a magnet almost. Yeah, isn't it? it's like a perfect fitting puzzle. So you already have that system working really hard all day to help you try and feel your best. It recognizes and talks to CBD, which naturally occurs in the body and sort of attaches itself and uses it to help I mean, it makes wherever sense. it needs the help, yeah. right? So CBD, cannabidiol, ECS, endocannabinoid system. It's a cannabinoid system that talks to the cannabinoid, the CBD. So when you give your body more Thank CBD, you. it's like more fuel. It's like, oh, I've got more fuel to be doing the job yeah. I want to do for you to help you feel great. And actually what's amazing about CBD, because it's natural, non-addictive, plant-based, non-psychoactive, actually, your body's like, yes, I've got more fuel to do the thing to help you feel great. And it just works on a personal level. So you might be feeling more mental stress. I might be feeling more physical tension. It just perfectly personalizes what it needs to do for you. And then when it's had that CBD and done its best job for you to help you feel more relaxed or less anxious, it will just stop absorbing. So it can, you can actually just have a bit of CBD, have more, have more, see how you feel, reflect on it, try a different format, try it in the evening. A lot of people use it to unwind before bed doesn't make you drowsy you can drive all the things it just helps calm some of those racing thoughts that so often kind of you stop you falling night. asleep getting deep sleep or if you wake up in the middle of the night and your mind's like this a lot of people will sort of reach for some drops and actually the beauty is that it's a very personal thing so you can just kind of see how you go with it and, and reflect on that which which I love when I meet people and kind of explain CBD and how they can use it yeah thank you for that explanation that is <laughs> It's one of those things, it's a bit like retinol. You sort of need to keep hearing it until you yes. know, the knowledge sinks in. And but what I love, I love the about fact that not... what you, George and Chanel say yeah. all stacks up. You're all saying the same thing. And it's not the thing I love because I'm um, not so great at my beauty regimen. And I do get a bit nervous, you know, when you when you read a retinol and it's like, don't use it with X, Y, Z. Or you buy a beautiful supplement and it's like, make sure that you've eaten a full meal with protein. before. And I get a bit nervy yeah. about all that. So I think the fact that I can say to anyone, empty stomach three in the morning you wake up grab some you're fine I find that quite reassuring yeah, yeah, if you're absolutely. trying to make it mainstream gosh so what so your husband <laughs> had this amazing recovery yes. you were rock and rolling Irish dancing all night <laughs> whatever it was and then what you said right we've got to do this we, yeah, yeah what happened next I mean got back and we were kind of reflecting and blown away by what happened and our families were also like wow that was amazing we really didn't think you'd be able to pull that one off and when we started reading more about it and learned all these great benefits you know no side effects it's natural like I said we bought it from the states and what we saw when we were looking into it is that in the states where CBD has been used in skincare and and food and and drink for many more years like yeah. five ten years actually the majority of people while there were these insane recovery experiences sort of similar to ours from people talking about endometriosis to epilepsy to cancer treatment to chronic pain issues that have been relieved just by this CBD and actually hemp has been used at in sort of natural therapies for thousands That's of true, years. Chinese yes. medicine, yes. they say Queen Victoria used it to help with her period pain. Amazing, amazing stuff. But 
as well as these kind of medical stories, what we were reading is the majority of people, like you said, used it as a day-to-day stress and well-being supplement. So I was like, well, I'm stressed every day <laughs> when I was working as a lawyer, burnout, long commute, just physically not feeling great and was like, well, let's try using it every day and see how it could help us. Because I hadn't had it at that point. It was just for sort of Dan's knee. And I started taking it every day in tincture format. So yeah. that's where you have these drops sure. often infused in oil. You hold it under the tongue. I don't, if anyone's seen other CBD brands as well, sort of the tinctures, often you can get dark brown bottles covered in big green leaves, quite frightening packaging, quite intimidating messaging, difficult price points. You'd have to go to like quite a funky website to be able to find it. Whereas we were really struggling with being able to get something of consistently high quality that was affordable from somewhere that we could trust while really enjoying the benefits. I found them really helpful for the stress. I would typically take it first thing in the morning on my way into work and I would just find myself slightly softened. I used to find the sort of hour long commute on the Northern Line. I would get to work like hunched shoulders, it's not a great in start a worse, of the day. In a Northern worse Line's mood. not a great start I know, of the day, you know, when you're it, queuing no. to get on, queuing to get on a Northern Line, it's probably my idea of hell. And yeah, it really helped. It's like me in traffic. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'll put a trip in my bag next Yeah. Time. So you did the research and yeah. you're like, right, we're onto something here. The issues we're having with it feels great, but the issues we're having with it, taste, branding, quality, accessibility. All our friends and family could benefit from something natural that helped them feel less stressed. Everybody I know in my life, sadly, experiences some form of stress every day. Tincture, the drops, is the most common format. There's a lot to improve in that format. We should do a tincture because that's what people look for. But why don't we also do it in a beverage? Because beverages are sociable and delicious and intuitive. You know, you see a drink, you kind of know what to do with it. And we were thinking that not only would we want to do it and be able to enjoy that drink instead of a tincture on the way to work, but if I could have it on my work desk or at my office canteen or in a, my favorite bar, yeah. how amazing would that be? So we knew we wanted to do something flavor forward because flavor was some of the big issues we had had in our personal kind of journey of experiencing CBD. And we were just so convinced by this experience that everyone needs this, everyone's gonna love it. Kind of blind naivety, to be honest, having no drinks you experience. Need that, don't you? <laughs> you really do. I think when I reflect back, I, I really do think it was a superpower, to be honest. So yeah, three months later, we were like, we're gonna do this put all our savings together. I stayed working full-time for the next few months, not working that hard, but you know, full-time working yeah. so that we had some sort of yeah, income. slight de-risk. Yeah, and we launched the brand seven months later, which was wow. amazing. And where did you get it manufactured? How, how easy was that? I guess I'll start by saying, everyone will tell you if you have an idea, especially one based on personal experience rather than I've been in the drinks industry 10 years. Mm. People will love to tell you it can't be done, it's too niche, not possible to make it. No one wants to put CBD in their factory. People don't understand it. That is true. It's definitely harder than something that's been done before, but absolutely nothing is rocket science. It's all doable and Googleable and figure outable. So literally so where Google, you, Google. Yeah. Who can make me a drink in the UK? There's in like, the UK? Yeah, well, we wanted it to be UK based. Because, is it manufactured in the UK still? Yeah, mm -hmm. we thought it would be great because we can go visit the factory and we don't know what we're doing. And also for our consumers that we thought would be feeling perhaps confusion, intimidation, concerns about trust and quality. We thought UK made, that's just going to be from a regulatory perspective, like a really great and, place and how to do you, start. Where do you ship in CBD from? So our CBD get... comes from States. And then the various ingredients, there's about 20 ingredients in each one. And actually, if I was from the drinks industry, I probably would have chosen a 
product with just five ingredients, but <laughs> it does make it unique and delicious. Yeah, something oh, a bit what different. What else is in there that's key? So I'm looking water, botanicals. Fruit juice. Yeah, so water um, is a large part of the beverage. It's the first ingredient, so that's yes. a good sign. And then down the side, you've got other adaptogens. So what we thought was um, exciting was the opportunity to have other functional botanicals in there to infuse with the CBD to give something unique and just even more functional. So adaptogens means a plant that helps your body adapt to stress. And had you tried CBD in drinks before? Had you been to the US and seen what no, was No, no. <laughs> no, you no. really were just blindly yeah. naive. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, we knew that the natural taste and the tincture was something we wanted to kind of move away from and then iterated through tastings in our kitchen, blending stuff about how to get it to not taste of CBD. Has the recipe changed at all? since the first recipe's the same sometimes the individual ingredient um like the peaches might come from a different country right because of seasonality and stuff like that but the recipe's the same yeah i have to say i'm drinking this peach ginger <laughs> really really good and i can't taste cbd at all yeah not at all mm. so you launched yes you, you found the factory they made it you yeah. experimented in your kitchen yeah in terms of doing what was needed for regulation and yeah how hard was that in the uk i guess because i was a lawyer there was less intimidation about right, it exactly, having said yeah. that we launched and then loads of regulation came in so but it's pretty much other than a handful of cbd regulation which is slightly tricky a lot of it is just normal food and beverage regulation that you have in the right. uk the right. thing that was more tricky was because in america the cbd regulation is a bit of a patchwork a lot of the biggest companies that a normal brand might want to work with that are american owned won't accept to work with you as a cbd brand so in the early days shopify meta facebook instagram google amazon you can't just do advertising or no build a website you can't Sorry, open because a bank why? account basically in the u.s cbd is legal in most states but it's federally not legal so a I google see. that's american owned their shareholders you know take the view policy wise it's not federally approved let's not touch it Wow. But CBD is gaining so much traction. But if you're in the UK... Changes. Unfortunately, still still the same. Wow. So you could have a global you... policy. So we couldn't advertise on Google. We couldn't advertise on Facebook. You can be indexed and everything. You just can't advertise. Is that that? Yeah. I say you just can't. I mean, that's pretty key, isn't it? Yeah. Wow, God, that does not make life easy. And actually, interesting, just to flag as a side note, you were saying before we started recording that right now there's a yeah there's a sort of stop on mm, mm. the development of any new yeah. cbd products in yeah. the uk market and i remember chanel saying that there there's very little regulation here mm. and it seems like that is changing yeah and i mean clearly you're doing everything as you should be but i think there are quite a lot of brands that probably aren't and it's quite crowded isn't it and yeah yeah i mean it's definitely more work than a non-cbd brand especially if you're trying to convince a selfridges or even a sainsbury's why they should put this product on a shelf that yeah. doesn't exist and you can't point to lots of people yeah there's a huge education piece for sure and, and then it's cbd before you've even started on that exactly so the product you got the factory the product was made yeah. what happened next you know how did you press go and start selling and who to and via which media press go on a website um couldn't use google or meta so nobody came to the website but thought um when we press go on the website thought it would be a really important part of brand building especially with something as historically confusing as cbd to have that direct connection uh -huh. build community so instagram was a really big early tool for us where people were really reactive and to was the instagram visual of the brand owned by meta at that yes point. so okay. you can have organic but you couldn't do paid right. media so we'd start with small events people would see the product 
take a photo and put it on the internet and then they would share it with their friends. And the thing about CBD and everything we've spoken about, it can help you within 10, 20 minutes. So there's this immediate functionality, which is quite unique when you're looking at other functional products. And I think the fact that it's so immediate meant that any naysayers or kind of obviously new consumers to the space were like, wow, yeah, this, try is, it this and is see. straight away working. Yeah. I'm going to have another one. I'm going to tell yeah. my friends about it. So other than the website and, and not many people coming initially, organic Instagram blew up for us. People were just taking photos. It kind of went viral as a product. Like people just think it's cool, which is delightful Amazing. and <laughs> incredible. And actually people advocating for it amongst their friends is probably more powerful than launching a brand and just putting some spend behind Meta. Yeah, absolutely. And the name, where did that come from? I mean, where did that come yeah, from? Yeah. Obvious, but uh, I mean, was that easy? Was that quick? It actually was. And I mean, we we, like, we wanted something short, memorable. It's kind of a play on words. Obviously, there's so much misunderstanding and, and misconceptions around CBD and hemp. And we thought, let's be a bit playful. Let's really focus on reworking those negative connotations. Yeah. I don't want people to feel judgment when Such they're having a, great name. a natural product Such that's great good name. for them. So, and conceptually, from a brand perspective, it, it's fun to play on, you know, take a trip to unwind, take a yeah. trip, vacation state of mind. But we really wanted to flip on its head yeah. all these kind of medical connotations and misunderstandings and, and really lead the conversation and empower people to reach for this product and have it on their desk at work and not feel mm. self-conscious. So. And how many different flavors are there today and how many did you launch with? Yes, we launched with four in the UK. So we've got the two that you and I have, a lemon basil, which I was just saying is um, one of our favorites with tequila you can mix with alcohol so a lot of people will actually meet trip for the first time in a restaurant or a bar so i mentioned soho house is one of our biggest partners we have a cocktail on their menu the unique thing about beverage is that you can be on a menu and people can discover you when they've got a bit more time they're mm. socializing they're relaxing whereas on the weekly shop it's kind of what do i yeah what do i want what's on offer and then we have a cold brew coffee the idea being that the it's dairy free and sugar free and coffee and caffeine i love and gives you that amazing caffeine kick, but sometimes a bit of the jitters. So the CBD helps to counter some of the physical that jitters right? that you get. Yeah. Interesting. But they're actually designed out of kind of the cocktails we love, places we've been, really just out of our They're really nice flavor combinations. Really nice. Thank you. Um, so you launched with four drinks, with four. four tinctures. So they're two strengths, again, two flavors. And the, the kind of thread there is flavor and botanicals. So if you haven't tried our tinctures, I'll send you guys some over, but they smell and taste amazing. They look like beauty products. And, and do they have a quicker impact than... They're stronger. Right. Yeah. Um, similar length of time impact, but stronger. So you can take less or more to get more CBD, whereas we wanted that sort of perfect serve in a single can for a convenient kind of on-the-go format. Sure. Um, and a lot of people will reach for the tincture for something more specific, whether it's like in the evening or at their desk if they if they know they get a little bit or anxious. an injury or a yeah yeah, a yeah. so you launched you were yes. presumably gifting you were partnering with brands i mean yeah you've partnered with so many amazing brands and you were selling via your website talk to us about stores i mean you're in harrods yeah selfridges i mean you're god you're all over the place how did you make that happen how easy was that selfridges simple as send them an email got a reply had a meeting that was one of our first stockists and and what do you think it with them they just got it i think you had great well the, i think their health, their health and beauty and um food buyers adrian their, their food buyer that we work with who's brilliant is just really innovative and i think selfridges whether you're talking about fashion or beauty they're very at the forefront of mm. trend watching they don't have the same concerns as you know waitress etc they were one of our first but it's it's been a crazy ride so who, who was your first 
Planet Organic. Then we had Selfridges and, and then things like So House happened in that January. You know, Liberties of London took our tinctures, but like they emailed our customer inbox. You know, mm. just crazy stuff. So it sort see of it. snowballed, I presume. People started to see it. They started to see it. And yeah, yeah. Or if it feels good and, and people liked it and it made them feel something. I think the strength of that advocacy is something we couldn't pay for. We just kind of rode the way. Amazing. And yeah. the on-trade? Where yes. did that come in and how soon and how easy or, or not was that? So out of our, yeah, out of our personal experience, we thought, okay, where would we want to find this in the day? Ideally all day, every day. So open the fridge, it's there. Go to work, it's there. Grab a coffee from Leon, it's there. And then towards the evening, if you're going for dinner with friends or colleagues or even having drinks at work, like we'd want to find it there. So let's speak to Google offices, Netflix offices. Where do you go to the pub? Okay, a lot of people, I used to work in Old Street, a lot of people would go to the local brewery. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Jog. Okay, let's call Brewdog and... Yeah getting all the brew dogs. I think being a functional product that helps you unwind, a lot of people reach for alcohol to unwind, it's sociable. So if you can do that and meet that need without the alcohol or the hangover, that's where we thought we can kind of yeah, so much get better. in there and, and tap into that mindshare piece I mentioned around people have a little bit more time to try new things when they're in that relaxation mindset versus I'm in boots, I'm grabbing my meal deal, go, yeah, go, go. Yeah. Having said that, a handful of months after we we launched, we went into lockdown, so all the bars and restaurants sadly closed and the only stores open were supermarkets. So we thought, where are people shopping? They're on Deliveroo or they're in supermarkets. Got to go there. So and how, how did that work? I mean, that, that's the that dream. That was amazing, yeah. So Deliveroo, many small businesses. Is... Deliveroo was crazy. We spoke to the team there early on, straight into lockdown and said, people are effing stressed. They're at home. You need to cater to every moment in their day. And actually, we did the first test delivery. So we said, okay, we'll do a test. We'll do it for a couple of weeks and we'll show you how much people want this straight away. They don't want to wait four days for delivery. We actually turned a delivery machine on from our office in lockdown, which was our living room, and had all the pre packaged stuff. Wow. And it was just, it was actually so fun. You know, when you're like a kid and you're doing like pretend scan, scan, scan. It was amazing. Amazing. Um, that bonkers. is amazing. Yeah. And I mean, it's been so quick. I mean, there are a few <laughs> brands that have done it as, as quickly as you. I mean, Lockdown Liquor is another one that's yeah. to mind. I mean, yeah. you and them and, you know, a few others are the quickest I've seen to mm. overnight success. And, and even then it's been sort of four years, but it's, 
been phenomenal. You, you've just come and dominated so quickly. I mean, I take my hat off to you. What, what does your team look like now? And yeah. yeah, how quickly have you built it? We have an amazing team that has grown quite quickly. So I mentioned living room, lockdown. It was just um, my husband, Dan and I, and then we brought my brother-in-law, James, into the business and his little sister, family business, all around the living room table. Love it. Bootstrapping for that first year. We didn't take anyone outside the family for um, a good, I think, 14, 18 months or so. And our first employee, non-family, Kieran, who's amazing, joined our ops team in our living room. And then I was like, this is probably, it's probably time to, yeah, yeah not, not be sure sharing Kieran a kitchen and a bathroom. House, <laughs> exactly. Can we give him keys? We'd given Katie and James their own keys. But we were in Soho Works for a bit, which was wonderful. And now we're a team of just over 40 in London. We've got a beautiful space in Notting Hill that we were really lucky to stumble across a kind of old converted factory that we saw walking through in lockdown, knocking on the window, like, please, can we, please, can we use this space? You know, rented five desks, then 20 desks, and now we're taking over sort of three floors. It's amazing. definitely something that makes me um, very proud, but it's amazing. I mean, the majority of those 40 people, they were brand new, you know, less than a year in the business. And I think when we look to hire people, we, we look for kind of who's got that excitement around doing something that's not been done before, because... A lot of people say, okay, there's a perfect CV. And I think when you come from the industry, there's a there's a way of doing things that works. But because we're not from the industry, we don't know that. And and we've very much proven over and over again that you don't have to do it the way that people said no. it should be done. I mean, so, just because there's, yeah. there's legacy, it doesn't mean it, sure. it's the future. So it? I love kind of bright rock stars who kind of want to challenge the status quo and mm. um, just kind of get stuck in. And yeah, it's been super fun. Super fun and ride. have you raised money? Yes, we've done two external raises. So we bootstrapped the business for the first year and a half, just us. And then friends and family, small kind of angel round, and then external fundraising, 2021 and then 2022. So we raised 10 million pounds last year and, and three and a half the, the year before, which is amazing from a handful of strategics. Amazing. And what are you doing with the 10? I mean, funding your 40 staff. Yes. Amazing offices. Yeah, yeah. Growth, well, I'm sure, international. The thing about products, which I didn't know before, you've got to pay for all the bits that go in the product before you get the product and then yeah. you get to sell the product. Yeah. So that's a bit mind blowing. Yeah. Constantly scaling up. Yeah, totally. Um, so a lot of product development. Yeah. We mentioned those core products that we have here, but in Europe and the US, we've got other products as well. So we've got new flavors launching in the US, slightly catered to flavor preferences. We've got gummies, which Americans love. So functional gummies, CBD infused, and then botanicals. Is there different regulation in the UK? Yeah, exactly. So the UK regulation we were talking about earlier basically means we can't yet bring new products here. So what we're doing is continuing to bring new ones abroad, sort of see which can work best. Um, we do quite a lot of non-CBD products as well on our site. Things like the merch, um, uh-huh. cooler boxes, caps, you know, you got some um, good candles, things to kind of lean into that wider, like wind down moment. Yeah. And international, how has that gone for you? That is a really interesting one. I think it's kind of a double-edged sword. It's been amazing because regulation means we can't go everywhere. So we have to focus, right. which is great because you actually get to... Where can't build. you go that you'd like to? Middle East? Middle East, Asia, Australia, Africa, lots of the US. Australia? Yeah. You think they're very into CBD and... I think there's quite a big like underscene, but we wouldn't go all the way over there until it's sort of a bit more clear cut. But in the US, while there's like insane opportunities and it's it's so exciting for us because we're, we're not the first ones to tell you about CBD, so we just get to brand build, yeah, which is yeah. mega exciting. But... 
that thing I mentioned before about how because it's not legal at a federal level some of the biggest stores out there so whole foods out there for example it's like one of the biggest retailers they haven't touched cbd yet is that right yeah so it's sort of navigating oh they will meanwhile you're building a brilliantly successful (laughs) business and and when they're ready when the time is right already yeah (laughs) and and, and can you talk to us about the growth of the business i mean i said in the intro that you've grown 522 percent yeah year on year it's mad wow um and we're kind of playing catch up just there's so much opportunity I think it really comes down to the way that people really resonated with the brand and and love the product and just come back to us over and over at the end of the day the mission is to really create something of exceptional quality that delivers this moment of calm for people whenever they might need it however their day looks for us that means continuing to introduce tens of millions of people to CBD and, and the only way to do that I think with a with a two pound product unlike some of the other products in our range or other formats you might see in stores being so much more accessible is something we're really passionate about because mm. if we can destigmatize the space and help you find that moment of calm and, and have a conversation with yourself or, or with a friend about how you're feeling how you're doing and your well-being for just you know two pounds like for me that's kind yeah, of what I mean, motivates yeah, us it's brilliant it's totally yeah. brilliant and that growth for the next year are you looking at similar multiples yes i hope so yeah definitely i think got to build more more product more team do you feel the pressure to keep innovating yes and no i think the fact that we we actually can't i guess yeah we can't deliver new product in the uk which probably would be a, somewhat distracting if, yeah, if so we true, did have it? complete freedom i suspect so that's because someone would say temporary... something yeah exactly someone would say oh let's do a body balm and a shampoo and a yeah that's and so i'd true. probably just get quite wrapped up in that but the focus you to focus um, yeah yeah, and there's, there's still, you know, we're up to a fifth of the UK has tried a CBD drink and like we mentioned, 88% market share and, and one in two Gen Z have had CBD drinks. And I think there's a lot to go after. Um, we were talking before about your, your mum-in-law and I think that intergenerational piece, I'm so excited about being able yeah. to make sure it's accessible and also normalise not just Gen Z or millennial, but, you know, all the way up. And some of our oldest consumers are in their 70s. Shop on the and your your website your dc website yeah. do you do much in terms of sales through that yeah it's actually half the business is if it you can really believe it. so the fastest growing piece which is absolutely bonkers that's amazing what, yeah all those doors and half the business is dc yeah that's amazing uh, what's the average order value on your website about 38 pounds is it yeah amazing that's incredible <laughs> That's incredible. The tinctures are more than two pounds, as you can imagine. Yes. Um, and, but, and what percentage of the business are tinctures versus the drinks? We've got more drinks distribution off our website. On the website, it's probably a more even split because a lot of people will buy both together. They'll sort of enjoy the drinks and then top up with the tincture. But overall, it's probably about 70% drinks, 30% tinctures. Amazing. Yeah. I always ask this question, so people are like, oh, there she goes again. When was the sort of the moment, the pivotal moment, the turning point? I mean, it sounds like it really has mm. been an amazing story, but and just gone from strength to strength. But is there anything you can pinpoint? So many. I think personally, like committing to go full time, I think felt like a big moment when you have such a sort of classic career that's kind of very stepped year by year. So sort of having that conversation and going full time, it was actually at my brother's wedding that my sister turned around to Dan and I and, and James, her her husband-to-be, and was like, guys, it's definitely got legs. You know, if you don't go full-time on it now, like someone else is going to do I will. this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, I remember that conversation, um, drunk on the rooftop of, of that wedding. That's definitely a moment. And having the conversation to sort of essentially quit was a big deal. I went in asking for a three-month unpaid sabbatical, came out of the meeting, went really well, sat down at my desk. I stood straight back. I said, 
sorry boss sorry I'm actually not done yeah I didn't mean that at all I, <laughs> I actually I yeah it sounded ridiculous no yeah words come out my yeah <laughs> I, I need to go um that was one of them I think getting those initial listings from such incredible brands like Selfridges, Planet Organic definitely a big one I think getting our office I don't know how you feel about this but just walk in somewhere that feels like a brand home surrounded yeah. by people that are excited about yeah. what you guys are doing the mission that's definitely a big one as well but the one funny one I will mention as well that just really blew up the website and then I think we got a lot of press and traction from there I don't know if you saw this in any of the background but when we found out that we were sold in the Queen's castle shop the Queen's Windsor Castle really? has a store where a lot of people go buy her local produce like Windsor Castle sausages Windsor Castle vegetables and one Saturday afternoon 2021 my phone kept ringing and didn't recognize the number and I wouldn't normally pick that up on a weekend and actually it was journalists trying to get in touch for comment because this story had come out in the Daily Mail that the Queen was selling a CBD drink and in the, the Queen Sun was selling she was there with a cannabis shop there was a printout in the Sun a picture of the Queen's face a giant peach ginger can and a marijuana leaf on oh my her God, stop. and How it did said Queen sells cannabis drink not her first brush with drugs I was like this is surely terrible for business I don't know what to do should we correct it like I, I don't I don't know what to do about this after kind of exhaling and talking to Dan my husband he was like no this is this is fine don't worry we didn't plant the story we don't know anything about it we can just comment <laughs> yes but basically this story came out in the press and someone had popped into her Windsor farm shop where the headline in the Daily Mail, I'll send you, it was like selling seven or eight at a time, people buying, there were picture of people queuing. Very, in typical trip fashion, unexpected. But because it was the Queen, it went viral. It went all around the world. It was in the Daily Mail of like Rio, Cape Town. It was just bonkers. And the website basically exploded with like organic traffic. And, and there's a thing on Shopify. I don't know if you have it on your website where you can see where people are. And it was like mm. Fiji. And we were like on the weekend, like tracking people all over the world. Wow. Um, but I think it's such a funny story that incorporates- Do you think she drank it? <laughs> I don't think she did, no. Be nice she um, did. But kind of that unexpectedness, the kind of ridiculousness of how this journey can go, but also the beauty in like, it can work anywhere as well. People are like, oh, it's so Gen Z. It's not going to well, work in a cardo. And I'm like, well, if the queen. Can I tell you that um, Chanel McCoy has made the odd visit to um, Buckingham Palace. That's amazing. And I probably shouldn't say anything else. So Everybody's stressed. So they know they know Everybody. all about CBD, the yeah. royal household. I'll tell you that. Crazy. And who other than the queen, who have you seen drinking trip? I think in lockdown, we had some celebrity DMs come in like inbound like hi guys are you are you still delivering like i'm quite stressed can you send me some i don't know if i should name names it's probably a bit oh you naughty. should i can name a name who i think won't be listening i won't name anyone that might be listening but <laughs> they'll Lin- be listening Lindsay lohan oh she definitely you know once i still have the screenshots where you know you put in the group what's that like oh my god what should i reply and then like okay redraft it check it check it it does sound like it's been a it's an amazing story what mm. what's been the hardest hardest i would say objectively probably you'll agree as a female founder the challenge in maintaining boundaries like work life boundaries especially in your business as well if it's going so well it's hard to slow down or stop especially when there are a lot of opportunities coming your way it's hard to say no to things yeah we're entering a phase of trip where sometimes you have to say not right now mm-hmm. and, and i struggle with that as someone who's also kind of their livelihood was kind of put into this. I yeah. think 
I, I need to why work would on I, that. Why would I take my foot off the I gas? Know. It's too much I'm to like, lose. Do it, do it, do it. Yeah. Uh, do it yesterday. So I think I find that a bit of a challenge. I mean, again, I think it's going really well. It's really fortunate, but a lot of people ask me for advice about working with their partner. And that I, was I my caveat it. question. Because yeah. th- this is a fascinating Mind conversation. Boggling. How is it working with your husband? We have tons of fun it's almost i think annoying for people to hear that it is just no, genuinely it. so and much fun it's your first baby and it's totally your, you know. when you do it from the beginning together we've always been kind of equal partners in the relationship and like i said we met at university so i was 18 that was a long time that's like 14 15 years you know each other pretty I well my husband when i was that age yeah <laughs> having said that when i was in my job before this i would have never in a million years I would have bet my life, bet money, big, big, big money, if you were like, will you ever work with your husband? No. Would you leave law to do something in the cannabis space? Are you joking? (laughs) It does blow my mind, especially because while he's incredibly supportive and has always been with my work and professional life, we never talked about work in a detailed way. I almost joke that if you'd asked him five years ago, what does Lib's day look like? Or what's her boss's name? He might know the boss I complain about his name, but but no one yeah. else and, and vice versa. It really wasn't part of our relationship. So it has added this really amazing dimension, which You're I guess You're never going to run like out of chat. That's the best thing, isn't it? Yeah, you can't stop. But then people do say things like, oh, that's so funny. Do you end up talking about a trip in the bedroom? I'm like, all the time. <laughs> but in a brilliant in a way. Good, yeah, and in a great way. it's the most exciting thing happening. And, you know, I, I think yeah. that's that's the difference, isn't it? When it's when it's your business and and it's so becomes part of your DNA and you love yeah. what you do that's not necessarily a bad thing you know yeah. I, my husband and I don't work together but he's he's been really involved less so mm, now but mm. he's he still knows a lot I know about what his what he does in his career and and it's great conversation Definitely and it really challenges dimension. us and it interests us yeah I think it's this new layer of respect as well yeah. about how, how do their you, brains work you're obviously a lawyer and he was in finance yeah what's the division of labor in terms of like your skill sets yeah at this point so very different skill sets but we're basically co-ceos there's a preference because you're not one of you isn't the creative and one of you's the no but he does let me choose what i find most fun and i get to do more of that or if there's something i'm like i don't really love that he's like i'll do it oh (laughs) which is amazing definitely feel very blessed in that sense so i actually do love the brand building creative aspect you know we're totally product obsessed everything about this product the name, the size of the font, the pastel, particular color, the way we design the can to be calming. People feel it and turn it around in their it hands. Does. It has it a special is. feel. You sort of want to just sort of yeah. It, yeah, the size of the bubbles, everything was so obsessed about. He definitely lets me um, do more on, on that side. So we don't really split strictly. And I think that's something that in the future, when we, we really scale up, we might need to, but we kind of, take a lot of joint decisions or joint thinking. I'm a big believer in you can have an amazing idea and you talk to someone and your idea moves in between and becomes in the middle and even better. Yeah, and I, I love that collaboration. I think some people probably find it quite annoying the way I work. I'm like, let's talk about it. Let's like jam on it. But no, we we um, we do a lot together, which is yeah, amazing. And are there general business lessons, pieces of advice that yep. aren't, aren't so sort of, specific to CBD drinks that you would share with others? Definitely. The world of business works in such a different way to, I think, a lot of corporate environments. So learning to be adaptable and humble and kind of react to situations is very powerful. But a big part of what I learned from Dan, again, Mediterranean, like I said, Irish, very 
sociable and incredible people person. I think very persuasive and the ability to take what sounds like a no and change it. A no is never a no. So I'm, I'm not going to blindly force you to change your opinion, but there might be just a little smidge of wiggle Something room I that we can, can talk about. To, or why yeah. don't we just try it for two days in the store and yeah. see if people pick it up. Humor me, have a game. Yeah. yeah. I think that's an important resilience thing because yeah. 99 out of 100 people will tell you your idea is rubbish, can't be done. So you need to really believe in it. And when it's your own personal experience that drove it, I think that's a really helpful part of that process. And any yeah. advice specifically for female founders? I mean, you've obviously got a male co-founder at your Definitely. side. Definitely. I think those two points, again, I was very, very quick to accept a no, politely, quietly, with a smile. Felt like a very female behavioral thing I'd been taught. I wouldn't argue back. Of course, I would never argue back. But, um, you know, you can use language. And actually, it's sometimes it benefits a female to kind of open up language in a more roundabout way yes. or unobvious way sometimes it makes things a bit slower to get to the end game but yes. you know it can work so in that no which everyone will tell you no especially they'll look at you as a woman and say well this is only for women you're talking about stress and things that only affect women or whatever it might be use that to your advantage and and come at it in a thoughtful and respectful way but you've got to double in your mind the reminder to go go back again and again that determination i think it's it's very conditioned to say okay, thank you for your feedback. I'll, I'll yes. touch base within a year. It's like, yeah. no. I know. Get back I think there. we're not inherently, or we don't think of ourselves as such good negotiators or so good at for sales, sure. but actually we have got the skills to do it. We're also like really way. powerful consumers. I think for your business in particular, you know, you cater to such a breadth of consumers, not just women who want to learn or educate or whatever it might be. And I think in industry so often you're told I'm not sure if the consumer's there for this or do I want something that's only serving women well first of all more than half the shoppers in supermarkets are women because they're the ones that do the weekly shop so the loyalty card data is all skewed towards women and I can tell you that the nature of a woman's day often is so much more kind of aligned to the idea of having something holistic um for their well-being yeah like so often a male person who might be um senior in industry discounts the female experience but actually the data is there the data shows that at least half the population is women you know more than half of the people in their store are women yeah. buying for other women so you kind of have to get in their face a little bit about yeah. that which yeah. is a funny one talking of women can you drink this when you're pregnant well on the packaging we say best not to people do i know friends do we just say kind of do your own research chat to your gp don't overdo it but for a lot of people if it's something that can help you feel a bit more centered, a bit more relaxed, like it's definitely better yeah, than yeah. a drink. Yes, drink, drink. This is true. Do you advise a limit per day? I mean, if you love the effects of trip, I mean. For sure. So um, no kind of worries about taking too much or anything crazy that might happen. But there are warnings on here that we have to have from a legal perspective. So as well as we, we say not suitable for children, but I can tell you a lot of parents that want to give it to their children and have that done it. That was going to be my question. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, you know, hyperactive um, definitely helps. So we say not suitable for children, pregnant or breastfeeding. And then the government says don't have more than 70 milligrams. So that's actually, is that four cans? Four cans a day. Right, so you're I mean, right. if you went above that, which I do and everyone in my office does, you'll be feeling great, but okay. nothing. You'll be feeling happen, the best Legally, I can't can't tell you to do that. Okay, <laughs> for it is. And what's the long-term plan mm. for Trip? Do you, do you dream of selling it, listing it, just growing it and seeing what happens? What we didn't 
launch it with a with a plan like that it was so driven out of this passion following this personal experience it's not like we looked through loads of decks of beverage brands and supplement brand exits and thought yeah let's let's go for that i actually meet founders now who talk a lot about building business in that way and it sounds incredibly clever how they say well that's the exit so we'll go work with an influencer that already works with chanel or lvmh and all these things it's, it's brilliant but for us it was actually a lot more organic and I think with that, it's meant that we have kept broad and diversified a lot more than if we had that end goal. And I think the way that CBD helps people so personally and in such a varied way, you mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, it could be something we are so used to having in our everyday on every menu. You can add it into every coffee, every salad, every whatever in the future that we're kind of just seeing how it's going to go. Um, it is a family business, first and foremost. So we're all super aligned on building something sustainable for the long term for our families, for our children, for our children's children. That's really special. And to be so grateful to not have a lot of external venture capital pressure around a certain type of exit or a certain type of growth. We have this incredible flexibility at the moment to kind of evolve with our community. These millions of consumers who are taking a trip with us, they've never had CBD before. And it's not like they're replacing something else out of their cupboard from the last couple of years. And the way or feeling they have from taking a trip product today and how that might look in 12 months. Like, I don't know how you feel, but the last couple of years as well, pandemic and post-pandemic, the way I feel on a Monday or a Monday night or a Friday night, like that's shifted. So being able to continue to develop new products or new moments to help people as that feeling of stress or stress care shifts for me is what's exciting. No specific kind of, we'll hit that milestone and see ya. See what happens. Yeah. But yeah, you're in, you're in it. Right now, the, in it. The long energy, loving it. I, it, yeah. it was um, Charlie Bigham, I think, who said, you know, there's this sort of British obsession with selling your business and, and how about how about you run it and you keep I running mean, it? And you, how would you, you feel? Know. I don't know if you are willing to share or if you've been thinking about it, but obviously you want to de-risk as well and, and, and make mm. sure that you've got a good, stable setup, but um, it'd be quite hard to look <laughs> Well, I, I'm in the digital world, which is yeah. perhaps quite a different world to yeah. a physical product. But um, anyway, I'm glad to hear that you'll be hanging on to it. <laughs> Olivia, thank you so much. Thank you. I mean, what an incredible story journey and a long one ahead, I'm sure, of greater and even better things. Thank um, you so much. Thank you so much for joining us. That's it for today. If you've enjoyed that, then do please rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends, go and order yourself some trip. Yes. I certainly um, will be, and we'll be back soon. Thanks very much. Bye bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.